Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 231 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast I do about the art and things <laughs> with me co-host little Dennis and little Dennis and Kitty are here today and what we're doing on this one is we're going to be talking about the past month at art class. So let's get into this one. So little Dennis has let us in and now we've got some kitty kisses. <laughs> so what we do on these is, well, you'll be able to find show notes and everything for some of the things I talk about on this podcast at sophielawson.com and it's also on YouTube as a video and I'll put links and everything in the description and things but this this month at art class I did some painting which I don't do much painting but I used this thing called Ron Ronson's it's basically it's a big brush a big paintbrush so I'm going to be talking about that it is the Ron, Ron Ran, Ramson Hake and this is a large one you can get like different size ones of these so also I've got very big watercolour paper so if you're watching this on the video I'm not sure how it's going to fit on the screen but there's a lot of stuff to go over this this past month so little Dennis and Kitty are sitting comfortably <laughs> I hope you are as well and what I'm going to do is, we'll start with, with this one. So this is for the month of, what was it, August? Yeah, we're into September now already. So I'll put some li- I'll put links for the last, for the previous episode of this. And what we do is we go to art class and we've got like life, it's normally life models really. It's normally life models and portraits. I'm not sure when we started. Yeah, it will be the first thing we took of July, wouldn't it? There we go. Did we, um, yeah, we did do that one. Because the last one, the one we did, the last one we did for last month, he had his, he had his willy out. And it was a very sort of, it was a very graphic, what do you call it, pose, my mum said. Graph <laughs> words are cool. So this first one is from the 10th of August with the model called James. So James was actually sitting in his clothes. Oh yeah, he was cool. Actually, I think I might have, I'm not sure if we covered this one on the last one. But what we had was we had a model wearing his clothes and it was supposed to be a portrait, I think it was. But I ended up doing um, like the whole body. Because I like doing the body. And I like it when... I actually like it when the model has clothes on. Because I find you get a lot more interesting shapes. You get like... Um, you get the folds of the fabric. But also things like shoes and stuff. So what I did was I did my first... I did a quick sketch with me, um, I got this like magic pencil which does different colours and so I did a quick sketch with that and what I thought to myself was I love his shoes 
So then what ended up happening was I, f- I, c- I thought I'm going to focus in and do some ballpoint ballpoint pen drawings with um, of his shoes and stuff. So I started out doing his trainers and then I just ended up filling the page with... So I did, I did both of his shoes. I did his hand. I did the... Fab, the um, I captured like the folds on his on his top, his ear, and also he had a logo on his t-shirt, Logan Rock. But the main thing I got from this one was, because what he did, what he, what he had was he had his hands, like, like sort of um, gently touching themselves, but he had his hands almost like, his hands were almost like for me the focal point, and I noticed his veins. And it was the first time I'd really sort of sort of focused on veins at an art class before. And I just realised how beautiful they were. And it made me think that they were actually, for me it looked like um, roots from a tree. And then what happened was, I think I talked about this on one of the podcasts. I was walking around Saltram, the local woods, and I was looking at the trees. And I suddenly remembered this because the branches were also in the same sort of formation. So what it makes me think is that it's almost like that's a very um, universal pattern or something. Like the shape of tree roots, tree branches and our veins are very similar. And then I don't know if you've ever seen it where they look out into space and you see like universes and stuff. Well, some of them are also... um, some of them actually end up looking a bit like the same thing. <laughs> so you do sort of wonder what, how comes everything always looks the same? This is quite interesting. So I said his hands were the main focal point, like my main interest. But when I did me finish drawing, I kept his hands as the basic shapes. So it looks a little bit like he's got boxing gloves on. <laughs> but that's what I do. I start out with these big sort of... Um, capture like the big shape and then I normally sort of like chisel out his fingers but for some reason on this one I kept it but what I did capture was his little finger because one of his fingers was gently touching his uh, his arm and I just thought how beautiful that looked <laughs> so also he had very big muscles but what I know what I've noticed I do is if I'm drawing a bloke I normally end up actually um exaggerating his muscle muscles a bit I don't know why that is. Maybe because I think blokes are, are supposed to be muscular or something. But he was cool. I liked him. I hope we have him again as a as a model. He was. Yeah, I liked him. Then the next one, 17th of August. This was Stuart. So two blokes in a row. Last night we had a female model, which is the first female life model we've had. Actually, I think... No, it's the second. So, it's the second in about... was it? Six months or something. Four or five months. But, again, I love the quick poses. What I like about the quick poses is you've, you've sort of got to look at it. You've got to look at the pose and try to sort of capture it in one stroke. And I just enjoy it. I love it. So what I did was I captured him, I captured his pose, and then 
think this was a five minute one so I still had enough time left I was, again I do like the shapes of feet so I started I started sort of trying to capture his feet on their own and then also his face and then we went into I think this was the main yeah we did one little quick pose where we were standing up and then we went into the main one where we were sitting down so for this one I actually changed seats because I thought to myself well what happened was somebody said somebody I think it was Mike like the leader of the art class he actually said to me you always sit in the same seat <laughs> so what I did was uh, I thought right next week I'm going to sit in a different seat so I like moved to a different location so for this one I actually had his back so I I started out doing another quick sketch and I, f I did two oh no this must have been another quick sketch yeah this was another quick sketch so I did two little quick sketches here I did one with a brush pen and one with me other thing but what I liked about this was I, I liked the shape of his head from from behind that's one of the cool things about blokes is because they've normally got short hair you can really see the shape of the head whereas when you're doing the f when you're like drawing a female the hair is more like the sort of um the hair is like the shape of the head whereas a bloke is the head is the shape of the head <laughs> also he had his bum this was a cool angle though i like this one what i really liked about this one was he was sitting on a chair and i like the um i like the way the chair sort of um balance with his body i think they should use more props when they're doing life drawing because props are cool and then this was the final pose yeah so what we had was he actually he was lying down for the final pose <laughs> that's me in the um the tripod so he was lying down and I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be hard. Because what I find is when, when you've got um, a model lying down, it's very hard to get the, sh the size of the leg. Because what happens is you're looking at it, you draw the leg and you, you're convinced that it's wrong. You're convinced that what you've drawn is wrong, that it's too long or too short, but it's actually right. But it doesn't look right. It's one of those things where your mind sort of messes your head. Because you, your mind is saying that's wrong. But your eyes are saying it's not. It's right. So this is that thing where you've got to sort of um, trust yourself. It's almost like your mind wants to make you think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> this is quite weird. So I did... I've also started trying to do faces a bit more because... I tend to not do the faces at life drawing class because I don't. I find that the, when I draw the face, I find it actually distracts from the overall, the overall pose. I prefer the pose. I prefer the um, the drawing to focus on the shape of the body, not the sort of face. But for the quick pose, I noticed that the what I noticed was the shadows were going to be brilliant on this one, because because of the position I was sitting in. The light was creating really nice shadows. 
and I think I talked about this before in another a previous podcast one of these art class ones what happens is because I, I, you're doing it from 7 till 9 at night the night it starts out light and it gets darker and as it gets darker the light the spotlight they've got becomes more and more like the focus of the lighting so what happens is you start getting all these shapes on the body but the thing is it's constantly moving so you, it's like a sort of um it's a challenge but it's fun i like it yeah but the other, I, I could tell that there were going to be really beautiful shapes on him i think that was a yeah this is it so what i did was i did my first one with a pencil i've noticed something here when i drew his foot i've sort of drawn his foot as if it, it looks a bit like a sort of um a frog's it looks like a, a frog or a seagull's foot so it looks like he's got a sort of a webbed foot. Heh, this is quite weird. Yeah, but I remember this. Well, the first thing is, he had, I loved the hairy body. He's got a hairy body, and I really enjoyed drawing his hair. That's another thing you don't get on the female body. Well, we did once, a few years ago, we had a female life drawing model, and she actually had hairy legs. And I thought, oh, this is cool. Because again... It's one of those things where, like, society says females have to have smooth skin or something. But she, she was, like, saying, well, no, you know, I'm proud of my airy legs. <laughs> so I, I sort of felt quite, um, I felt really sort of happy when she had these hairy legs. Reminds me of a girl at school as well. There was a girl at school who had really hairy legs, like proper, sort of like monkey legs. But well, everyone always used to take the take like the mick out of her. I was I always remembered thinking, you know, it was a bit like she was like me in reverse, because I had hairy legs, but I wanted the smooth legs. <laughs> what happened with this one though was I, as I was drawing him with the pencils, because the shapes on his body were so cool, I thought what I'm gonna do is right at the end when the lighting is the most extreme, I'm gonna get me um my fine liner out and I'm going to actually just draw his draw his body as shadow shapes and I, I thought I really enjoyed doing that because what I did was like you might have had say four or five shadows on his legs but I turned it into one block so you ended up with this um, very sort of strange looking drawing really where it's just blacks and whites I would like to do that more because it was quite cool. I think that would have been better if I hadn't drawn the lines around his body. I'm not sure. Actually. No, I wouldn't. Because no, it's good like that. I think. But what what happened was that what I did was I drew the circle for his head, and then I realised ah oh, I shouldn't have done that because his nose, because of the angle, his nose was actually below the circle. So what's what's ended up happening is because you, you you can't erase pens, I've got to sort of keep this shape. I've got to keep that circle on his head, even though his nose is below the. I don't know if I'm explaining that very well, but it's, it's an example where you, you like you can't erase when you're working with pens. 
So that was that one. And then I also, oh, I did even more. I did some even, what I did here was I had my, um, I've got this, um, what's it called? What's the colour of that? It's like a brown. It's a very sort of um, friendly brown. Fine liner. So I did, I was like doing some sort of cross hatching type thing. But I, I did his hand, I drew his, his fingers, his foot, his face, and then bits of his body. But again, it was just, I was really enjoying that one. So that was on the 17th of August. So the next week, we actually did some painting. Dun dun dun! So, oh, also, I'm going to go through my little sketchbook when I'm outside. When we go out, what we do is on a Saturday, we go out painting around outside. So what we did was, what was this one? Four, five, six. This was the 24th of August. What we did was we had to use this really big paintbrush and you wasn't allowed to do any drawing. So you had a really big paintbrush and all you were doing was painting. So for me, this is completely sort of, I suppose, scary because I'm all about like details and, you know, using pens and stuff. So this is using paints which I don't use very often, and a big brush, which I never use big brushes. I always, when I go out on a Saturday doing my painting, I use one of the smallest brushes you could ever imagine. <laughs> so I'm used to using this tiny little brush, and we have to use this massive one. So, but I'll tell you something, I enjoyed this so much. One of the things that Mike said, because Mike was running the class, well, he, he made a little chart on the board and it said, it says, order a painting. You start further away and you finish closest. And then the paint to water ratio. So you start with the thinnest, you go to the thickest. So that's how you, that's how you create the, um, what do you call it? Make the outside, make the background look like it's sort of out of focus. See, that's how you sort of great create the depth. And then the brushes, he says, largest to smallest. Because we did use a tiny brush right at the end to do a few little details. So I, I wrote that down because I thought I liked that. He was also talking about warms and cools and warms. How they like sort of go forward and backwards and stuff. My biggest challenge on this one though was was the paints I was using. Yeah, we did two on this one. So what we had was he had a painting. No, he didn't. He had one of his. What he did was he he done a painting himself down at Saltram, like before. If, I don't know if it was a year ago or something. But he had that paint. He had his own painting up on like um, an easel, and he had a piece of paper, and he was like, he was sort of copying his painting, and we had to go through it as he went through it. So the first thing is, I completely, I did way too much blue at the start. So what's happened is the whole, is the whole thing is actually 
gone too blue because of because of that. But it's one of these things you like you only learn it by doing it. And the other thing was the paper I was using was really not very good quality. So it's created like a um a texture on the paper. So this is a thing. It's like it's almost like you sort of you have to make the mistakes to to learn. So in the future much lighter when I start it and also get better paper. <laughs> but the biggest challenges for this one for me was actually my sort of setup like the tools I was using which again it goes into that thing of because I don't do much painting I haven't really got the right tools so I was using this massive brush and a tiny little mixing palette so it just really didn't work properly I was also I was trying to get <laughs> this is the funniest thing ever I was using this tiny little Winsor Newton watercolour travel palette thing with these tiny little um, you know blocks of colour and the thing was I was I was trying to get the colour from that on my brush it's not as it just it didn't work really very well but I also had these um these other things these tubes of paint but I didn't have any brown that was the thing so I, I was trying to use the brown from my um, travel palette but what it was was he actually Mike said look if you need any colors just ask but for some reason everyone was afraid to say and I think it was a bit like a, a social anxiety thing I think everyone was a bit afraid to sort of ask for the paints so what ended up happening was a lot of us were sort of struggling with the paints when we should have just said to Mike, can I have a paint, can I have the brown please? But I think what it was was it was because you had to sort of speak in front of everyone. So I think, I know for me I was too nervous. So again it's this sort of um, social anxiety thing. But this also goes into last night. So last night, what happened last night was we were doing the um, doing the life drawing, the model was posing, and I actually I didn't like the, the position of the pose. So then they'd set the model up, and I was talking to Jenny next to me, and I said, "What do you think of this one?" And she said, "Oh, it's going to be a challenge." This, and I said, "Oh yeah, I think I'm I'm thinking I want to sit on the other side." So I was actually thinking about like mo moving seats. And now what happened is I didn't really. I don't know if you've ever had this when you're in a you're in a room with a load of people, you're talking to somebody, you sort of almost forget that everyone else can hear you. <laughs> so when I said when I said oh, I think I want to sit on the other side of the room, Mike's obviously obviously heard me and he said that you got to speak up if you you know I asked I asked everyone if they were happy with the pose. So he actually ended up moving the model slightly so we had a much better pose. But I thought to myself, this was another this was another sort of thing where I should have spoke up for myself. Because there's another bloke there called Stuart, and he actually did speak up. Because he, he wasn't happy with something, so he got up and started moving moving the model around and stuff. So there is a big social part of art class, which is why I like it. Because it's sort of... I'm not just testing myself with my art. You're also like testing yourself with um, 
social stuff. So that was that one. So what we did was we had the landscape, we had some like bushes, a tree, and some little seagulls in the sky. And that was it. What my main takeaway from this was how hard it was, but how fun it was. And I got to a point where I realised you don't have to worry about how good it is. Like that will come in time. Even Mike said himself, you know, when he started doing it, he wasn't happy with it. And like now he's really good at it, using these big brushes. And then what happened was after that, we did another one, which was a different pose, a different, um, a different landscape. But he, the first one, what we did on the first one was, Mike would like say, draw the, the landscape, the background, and then we had to do it. Then Mike would draw like the trees, we had to do it. So as Mike did it, we did it like that. But this technique required the paper to be wet. And what he said was, because he was because we were constantly stopping and stuff, the paper was drying up, so he wasn't really able to do his technique. So what he said was, he said on the on the second one, he's actually going to do it the way he normally does it. So and he said you can you can paint along if you want to. So I thought I'm going to, but I soon realised it was actually going to be better to just sit and watch Mike do it. So. My second painting, I sort of started it. I did like the first couple layers of it, but then I just left it. But what I do is, if you if you go to in the in the show notes, I'll put a link. Well, actually, what I do is in the show notes, I'll put a photo of Mike's painting, the finished one he did, because it is absolutely beautiful. It is it's cool. So, like I said, it's quite amazing how. You can learn a lot by by like doing it yourself, but you can learn a lot as well just by watching someone do it. It's two different types of learning there. So what happened then was once I'd done that, I said to myself, next time when next time we go um next time we go out well plan air painting. So the Saturday after this art class. I said to myself, I'm going to take my paintbrush with me, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually um, practice. So what I did was I started playing around with the big brushes. So I'm actually already starting to sort of practice this thing because the thing is, even though at the moment I'm not very good at it, I can see the power of these big brushes. Because you can do a painting in about, let's say, 30 minutes, and you have these these brushes are so it's basically it's a flat it's a flat brush. See, if you like push it, you can get like sort of um, textury things, which is what I did with one of the trees. So on the tree, you can get like the you can get like a texture on the tree. But if you've also got it like flat you can draw like a, a sort of super a super long straight line so these brushes can do loads of different types of brush strokes 
so I can see the power of them. So I want to, I want to get good at these. And then all that was left then was last night's art class, which was the 31st. And we had a new model, a female model called, she was called Fria, Fria Fidella. Now she was absolutely beautiful. She, she was one of these people who basically could just, I felt like she was feeling the pose. You get some models who were posing but you can tell they're sort of, they're not actually in the pose. She was very much in the pose. So she had a beautiful body as well, very like curvy and everything. And she had this fantastic hair as well. She had like, um, it was like a bob. Like a, I don't know if you know the character Chie from Persona 4. She had, she had Chie's hair or Faith from Mirror's Edge. And I thought it was cool. So I did the first the first one, we had a pose. She had a little pose going on where she was like sitting on her knees. Standing up on her knees. So I did the quick pose and then I, I sort of focused in on her fingers because I thought how beautiful they were. And so I did a little, um, like a sort of a, a quick sketch study of her fingers. And that was the thing about her. She, all night she was... Everything was just positioned really beautifully. It was almost like you felt like if you sort of say put a bit of water on on her body, it would flow down her. It would flow down her body like a a beautiful sort of flowing motion. That's the thing, really. Her body was a bit like water, like flowing around. So she did another pose, another quick sketch. We did another f five minute one and this one was she was she was again s standing on her knees but where was the first one it was like a side on view and she was sort of twisting her upper body this one it was more she was doing the same sort of thing but at a different angle but where was the first one her hand her arms were separate from her body so you had like um the straight of her arm with the curvy of her body the second one her, her arms were actually going across her body and again on this one I used me um, my brush pen and I loved doing her hair it was so cool I also liked the way her feet were dangling over the edge of the she was sitting on a mattress with like a um, what do you call it a, a fleece on it but her feet were like dangling over the edge of the um, the mattress. Yeah, hey, look, I like that. It was a cool little shape. I feel like that's probably my favouritest quick sketch. That's probably my favourite drawing from the last month at art class. Because I just feel like I've actually captured her pose. And I also like that. I like using the brush pens for quick sketches. Because you get nice textures and stuff. And you can go light and dark with it as well. We then went into the final pose. She was actually sitting. Oh, this was cool as well. What happened was, before the session, Richard, one of the other artists, he was going to have the task of posing, posing her. But she was so good 
that she actually was doing the poses herself for the quick ones but for the long ones Richard on his phone had a load of photos and I was looking at the photos before and I said to I said oh that's a nice one and he actually ended up using the one that I said was quite nice and what she was doing was she was sitting on one of her feet and she had her arms wrapped around it so she had one knee like one knee going up one knee going down and then her arms her hands were going around her her knee so again you just had so many beautiful shapes going on here yeah i love this one and her hair as well was just looking really nice so i did me i did me quick sketch and then I did me finished drawing. And what happened on this one was, this was another one where, what it is is, because of the way she was sitting, her her leg was looking a lot, her leg was looking a lot longer than it actually, no, her leg was a lot shorter than it looked. So I actually, at the start, I drew a leg way, way longer down here. So what, what ended up happening was I ended up I got quite a long way into the drawing and I just stopped and I said something's not right here so I like I looked at her and I worked out that I put her leg in the wrong place so I actually ended up erasing the drawing like about 30 minutes into it and moved her leg up because I thought and the funny thing was it was only one leg that was in the wrong place the other leg was right but I was convinced that it was, I was convinced it was the other leg that was wrong, but it was actually the other one. <laughs> Again, it's this sort of weird thing. As soon as I moved that leg up, I thought it felt a lot more like what I was looking at. So for this one, I, so many things I loved about this one. I loved the way her fingers were. She had her fingers going at, like interlocking with themselves. But her, f her thumb was like, um, well, her thumbs were like um, gently touching each other, almost like two little creatures, sort of gently holding hands or something. And there was like a lot of love in those fingers. You also could just see her bum behind her legs, which it just created a really nice sort of, um, she had like a pear shape to her body. And then her feet were hidden underneath the, um, what's it called? Like the uh, fleece. So again, there's an element of sort of, um, I suppose like sexiness or something there. Because her, her foot's underneath the, um, underneath the fabric. It's just everything is brilliant. There's what, what happened was, right, this was cool. I wasn't going to do anything on her face. I was going to leave it like an empty face. And then about 10 minutes before the end, she suddenly shut her eyes for about a minute. And I thought, and as I looked at her like that, I saw how beautiful her eyelashes were. And I thought, I'm going to just, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually put her eyelashes in and leave it like that. <laughs> so what I've done was, I've got, um, I've got her eyelashes, but nothing else. I've got a, a, a tiny little hint of her nose. But that's it really. And there's something sort of, um, there's something, um, 
I like the feeling that that creates by just having the eyes and no mouth or nothing. But I enjoyed doing her hair. I enjoyed, again, capturing the shadow shapes. And then I did the thing. What I like to do is, I like right at the end, I like to go around the outline of the... Um, the outline of the drawing with a with a fine liner. I just there's something about that I like. I don't know what it is. I like I like that look. There's an element of sort of um manga or anime about this one. So that was a that was the last one. Now she's a beautiful model and she's actually coming back in I don't know if it's the end of September or the end of October, but she's coming back. We've also got another new model. I don't know if it. I think it's two weeks' time. We've got another new model, so this is it's quite exciting. One more second. I'll go through my what I did on the Saturdays. So what happens is on a Saturday, I think we've only got two of these left because it only runs during the summer. So what we do, every Saturday during the summer, we all meet up and go painting outside. But I promised myself, what I'm going to do is, even when this is over, and even if it's raining and everything, every single Saturday, I'm going to go out painting and stuff. Because <laughs> I've thought to myself, you know, well, there's been a couple of times where I've gone to these things and I've I've sat in the wrong location on my own. Well, I'll talk about it in a minute. I was in the wrong location on my own for two hours, like painting. And then when I was walking home, I realised everyone else was around the corner. <laughs> Which was quite funny. But it made me realise you don't need to be... You don't need to be around... Just because everyone else is... You know, I don't know how to say it. In other words, I can do it on my own. Do you know what I mean? I don't need... You don't need... It's It's almost like... It's almost like um, it's almost like the other people could become like a sort of a crutch. So you say, well, because no one else is there, I'm not going to bother. But I feel like it's actually better to to do do it when you're on your own. So that's my little promise to myself. I can't remember. Oh yeah, I got this thing where what I do is I try to hide a seagull in the um, in the painting. When was the f I think this might be the first one. The first one was Mount Batten. So what I did on oh this was another thing as well. What happened was Mike the previous week Mike had actually looked at my, one of my um, one of my little um, sketchy painting things. What I do is I normally get a fine liner. Do some like drawings, like a sketch with fine liner, and then put some colour in with the watercolour. But he actually said, he said, you should try doing it the other way around, which is putting your painting in, and then doing a little bit of detail at the end with the fine liner. But again, this is another thing that sort of scared me, because I feel like if you start with the the detail, I feel a lot safer doing that. Whereas if I'm going straight in with the colour, it just doesn't feel natural to me. But I thought I'd give it a go and I tried it. And I do actually prefer the way I've... I prefer the way I've been doing it 
which is starting with the with the um fine liner but again i like the feeling of starting with the paint because when you start with the paint it pushes things backwards whereas when you're using the fine line all the time it everything sort of becomes flat so i feel like there must be a way to sort of balance this out maybe what i could do is i could start maybe i could pick a focal point that i want to focus on like say a building or a tree or something i could start out drawing that paint that and then paint around it without any without any inking so that then that way you get the best of both worlds but this was cool what i like about these is you sort of you're sitting there for a couple of hours you're not only painting you're sort of um experiencing life and then when you're doing your painting that it's all coming into the painting so like there was these there was this group of people on a little speedboat so as i'm painting this these people on the speedboat like zoomed off and i sort of quickly sketched it and then another bloke was in a sailing boat about 10 minutes later or something i sketched that then there's a little seagull sitting there i sketched him so what you're doing is you're sort of capturing these moments in time and putting them all into the painting so this is why i feel like it's better than a photograph a photograph only captures one moment a painting captures multiple moments One of the best things about this location is, well, the first thing is, it's like you've got the rockiness, you've got loads of water, and you've also got a beautiful backdrop. And my favourite thing is there's this building, which is like hidden into the, into like the, um, the grass. Somebody actually left a comment on one of my videos, because I did a walk and talk around this location. And they said a lot of these buildings are actually um, ammo depots, depots and stuff like that. So th these little buildings are probably, these were probably involved in some war in the past. Probably like, you know, shooting ships and stuff. Oh, this was a funny one as well. So the next one we went down to, oh no, was this the same? I don't think that was that was somewhere else I think. I feel like that was Devil's Point. No it wasn't, that was Mountbatten. Yeah, this one I was sat on the pier. So then what happened then was I as I was So I was sat on the pier on my own. So I thought, right, I'm gonna go and find everyone else. So I started walking back and as I was walking back I, I noticed I was walking along the edge of the pier, looking down at the rocks, and I just thought how beautiful the rocks were, because they were all grey, but they had like a little hint of, um, like oil, orange in them. It was a beautiful combination, so I, I tried to capture it, but I didn't really do a very good job of it, but what I was doing was I was sitting on the edge of the, sitting on the edge of the pier with my foot, and I actually like sketched my foot. <laughs> Now what's brilliant is, as I was sitting there, a crow, or a blackbird, sat, it sat right in front of me on the rock for about 
five minutes. It just sat there like watching me. So I, I drew him, drew him in as well. And then what happened then was, again, I was walking home, walking to find everyone else, and a scene ca caught my attention because there was a a bunch of kids. What it was, you were right at the end of like the cliff edge sort of thing, or like the beach, but it was a rocky beach. So you had like the rocky beach, loads of water, but the sun was behind me, creating, and everyone was in like a silhouette. So you had these three little kids playing on in the rocks, and there was just something about it. I thought that looks so cool. So I, I like quickly captured it. I I got it in my um in my brown fine liner again. But I just I liked the way these little people were sort of um. They were sort of part of the rock somehow. Yeah, and then what happened was I tried to find everyone else and I spent about 20 minutes walking around Mount Batten and what happened is everyone else was on the other side of Mount... because Mount Batten is quite big. They were all on the other side of it but when I tried to go over there the path was blocked because there had been a landslide so you couldn't get... You couldn't get down onto the beach that way, so I walked all the way the other way. You still couldn't get down there. And I just thought, oh, I'm going to go home. <laughs> but it turns out there were other people who couldn't get down there either. So there was quite a few few of us down there, but we were all sort of separated that day. So this was the first time I never saw anyone. I was all on my own on that one. And then the next week, we went to another place... Again, this is a location that I've never been to before. And I went on to Google, put the location in, and it showed me this place. So I went down there, I sat down and started sketching. I got there quite early, and then what happened was I got so into me painting, I sort of lost track of time. And then by the time I realised what, what time it was... it was time to go home so I, I started walking home and as I walked home I realised everyone else was sat sat out about five minutes around the corner <laughs> it was quite funny so I ended up I did end up talking to everyone and I saw everyone else's paintings I just thought ah. Oh. so in a weird it was it was it was good and bad it was it was good that I sat there because I found this beautiful location where you had like a a stone wall with like loads of trees and stuff but it felt very sort of magical this place and then you were right next to a busy road as well so you still had you still had like life like humans over here but you had all this nature here so I like that but the location that everyone else was sat in was so cool because you had like a massive sort of mansion type thing and you had like um stone railings trees so i could tell that you could have got really nice a nice composition over there but i'm glad that i sat here as well because i i like this place so what i did i just i thought i'm gonna try some new stuff here so i got these pens which are sort of they're watercolor brush pens but i'd i'd forgotten that they were watercolor so i did me drawing with these brush pens and I suddenly, as I was sort of pack, pack, putting them back into my pencil case, 
I suddenly realised that they were watercolour. So I got my brush out. I got my watercolour brush out, my little one. And I started putting some water on it. And it was I liked it. But the thing is, because I I didn't realise that they were watercolour, I put way too much way too much ink on the paper so it's created a very dark sort of highly saturated color palette which isn't very pleasing for me but again i can see that these have got potential because there's areas where it's lighter so i've never realized that you could get watercolor brush pens so this is something i want to try again but what happened was i thought i'm going to try i'm going to do this again because i was so in love with this location you had like um, the stone wall, a little doorway, loads of green in the background, a hint of humans on the right, and this beautiful tree, this big tree with like branches overlapping themselves. So you had like loads of different sort of um, textures and stuff going on here. So I did it again with my usual, my fine liner, like my um, ink sketch with some watercolours. And I actually do prefer that one, the second one. But this is one of those locations I'd like to go back to in, say, a few years' time, where I'm a lot better, especially if I got good with these big brushes. I'd love to go there and do a beautiful painting of this place. What I'd probably do is, though, I'd probably cut out the um, the human bit and keep it... I'll keep it all... I don't know, though, because you've got this, like... Um, metal what's it called fence metal yeah metal fence and the something about that is actually quite a nice it almost like brings balance to the um to the painting i think what it is is because the um the, the fence is sort of going inwards it sort of pushes you into the painting or something that's what i'm thinking <laughs> And then, well, last week, here we go, last week, this was the 27th of August. Yeah, we went down to Embankment Road. Again, this was brilliant. What we had here was, all right, listen to this, how cool this is. So I thought to myself, I'm going to take my big sketchbook and I'm going to do some watercolour in with me big paintbrush. But what you need to do is, because you've got to get water on it, Mike says it's best to have the... The paper sort of um at an angle so that the water dripples down the page but as i was walking there i thought oh no because i was going to take something with me to lean on it and i thought oh no I, I forgot that when i got there when i got there on the beach was this massive log like a big like a, a big tree trunk type thing and it was perfect so i picked it up and i made like a little um it's almost like I made like a little um, art desk. <laughs> so I was sitting on the edge of the, the cliff, the, the edge of the bank with this, log, with this log with all my paint supplies on it. I had my paintbrush. It was as if this location was set up for me. It was absolutely brilliant. I put a photo in. Again, I put a photo on the show notes because it was just so cool. I took a photo of it. But it really was like somebody put that put that there for me so I sat there and I painted and I, I thought right my my intention was to use the big brush but I thought I'm going to start out doing me a little one with my usual my inks 
just so that I've at least got that out of my system sort of thing. And then I thought that might make me sort of a bit more carefree with a big one. So what you had here was, again, you had this beautiful thing going on where you had humans, you had like humans in their cars with nature. And there's something about that I like. So I was sat, I was sat on the edge of this bank looking at a bridge, like a a big bridge that goes a, a motorway. A, was it? A, it's a I don't know what they call it. Basically, a road <laughs> with cars on it, and it's going across the river. So you had all these boats in there. You had like some of the um, the sand. You had in the background. Mount, what's it called? Fields. So I've noticed on here, I've already started actually putting the fields in without without fine liners on them. I don't remember doing that, but I must have sort of, I must have like remembered without thinking about it. Again, we had some canoers going on here. So there was some people in in their canoe oh what it is is there's a ro it's rowers there's a rowing club just down here over there somewhere about five minute walk down there there's a rowing club so all day we had these rowers going back and forth <laughs> so i thought i'm going to capture one of those because i like the way they're um they were syncing up as they rowed it's it cool but the other thing was we had these cars going across the the bridge so I thought, right, I'm going to capture some of those and make them pop with colour. We had a little building as well. And I had this thing happen again where, as I'm sitting there painting, a little bird sit, comes and sits on, on the beach. And again, he sat there for about three or four minutes just watching me. So I don't know what it is about painting, but birds seem to... Birds seem to sort of... They, they've, Birds are fascinated with you. I don't know if you've noticed this. If you're ever just sitting in nature doing nothing, birds will start sort of watching you as if... It's almost as if they're looking at you thinking, they're one of us. <laughs> Once I'd done that, I'd... Uh, look, what happened was, yeah. Yeah, there was... Oh, that was another thing that's funny as well. I'm sitting there painting and I suddenly heard crack... So I looked around to my left, and what happened was there was a, there was a, like a a blackbird. He was picking up what are they called? What are those things? Oysters, is it? Basically, he had like a um, a shell with a a creature in it, and he what he was doing was he was flying up in the air, dropping this dropping this um, shell on the ground, trying to open it up to get the um, to get the little creature out to eat it so I had this crack I turned around and he's sitting there <laughs> and he had, a, he had a look on his face as if honestly he looked like he was thinking it wasn't me as if he'd, he'd got caught I also did some little quick sketches I did a little quick sketch of a bloke rowing because I wanted to sort of what happened was they had their legs up in, the, in like a triangle and every time they put their legs up in a triangle the the row that they were holding, it was super long. And I just, but you also had the curviness of their back, so I thought, oh, I love this. 
the shapes going on, they had a hat on as well. I also liked the shapes of the rocks, like the edge of the bank was rocky, and I just thought I liked that. And then also we had some little um, flowers. Yeah, it's quite interesting when you look at these because you sort of you sort of remember the day. It's quite nice. But this was the first thing I did, and there was loads of water there. By the end of the by the time I'd left, there was pretty much no water left. All the water had like, had like subsided. And also I got Mike. <laughs> Mike was sitting on the beach painting with his easel. I got him in the painting. So the first thing I did, I tried to use this big brush to do the thing. And it just didn't work. It really didn't work. The thing is, Mike's one of these people who you watch him he makes it look so easy you think oh, I can do that <laughs> and then when you try to do it it's just it's really hard but I'm going to keep trying because it's it is cool so what I did on this was I did the I started out doing the big brush I was struggling so much I ended up using a a little brush so I sort of I sort of combined the big brush with little brushes for details and I do like I do like the um thing. I like the way the it's almost like um it's almost like you know when you're sat on a train, you're looking out the window and everything just like zooming by. It's it's sort of like that. So it's got it's got a sort of um it's got quite a sort of a different feeling to it this one. I've got the little seagulls in. Oh, I saw something really cool yesterday. I was sitting eating an apple just before art class and I could hear birds like making a load of noise in the sky. When I looked up, there was a bunch of pigeons flying around with a seagull. Now, I've never ever, and they were there for about, they must have done about, well, they were there for about a minute in the sky, like chasing each other. But you could tell they were playing. Because like one was going in front of, like the seagull was in front of the pigeons. Then the pigeons would go in front of the seagull. <laughs> but they were all sort of staying in formation. But I thought, how cool is that? You've got two different types of birds playing with each other. Because I've never, ever, ever seen pigeons and seagulls flying together in the sky. It's normally always a bunch of seagulls playing or a bunch of pigeons so that was one of them. That was one of those moments. I thought, oh, I love. It was like one of the best things I saw yesterday. That was. And then the last thing I did was, basically, I tried to. I tried to do what I normally do. But with a bigger, with me bigger brush, and I also did it on a bigger bit of paper. But by this time, what had happened was the water had sort of gone out. So now you had a load of. All of a sudden, it was cool though, all of a sudden you had stuff in the water that was there, but you couldn't see it. So like, whereas before it was just water, you now had like, um, it was some sort of, I would say it's part of a shipwreck or something, something was sticking out of the water. You also had like boys, those red boy things, that had obviously got stuck in the mud, so they were no longer floating. <laughs> 
all the boats that were before were like floating in the water were now leaning over in the water and also you had loads of seagulls sitting sitting right, right on the edge of the water I think my favourite thing about this final one I did was was getting Mike in it I like that. But it's very interesting, like, sort of seeing how quickly the water goes out. And that's it for this month at art, art class. What was me, I think, my favourite. My favourite plein air painting. I don't know, I think it was that one actually from last week. The one with the cars on it. I think that's my favourite from, from that. I think my favourite thing from like life drawing class was one of my quick sketches from last night. So that's it for that. Also, I took a... This is another thing. Like You live and learn. Whereas before I was trying to mix my paints on this little, um, little palette, what I did was I got a plate. I found a plate in my drawer... And I use that for mixing my paints. So it'll do for the moment. It's China. Really, it'd be better to have a plastic one. So I'm going to get a plastic one in the future. But for the moment, I've got this plate. And I also took me um, my tubes of paint with me as well. Yeah, it's cool. But I hope you enjoyed that. That was this month at art class. And... Well, little Dennis has said it's game over, sunshine. What we're going to do, the next one is going to be... The next one's going to be um, the final... The final couple of plan air painting sessions with the group. And then after that, it'll be, I can go wherever I want then. So the good thing about that is, if I wanted to go and say paint like buildings that's what I mean I could do anything so when I'm on my own I could go wherever I want and if it's raining like really hammering down I'm going to have to be quite creative to find locations undercover but I think it'll be interesting as well to watch nature changing because what will happen is if you come back to this location in a few months time all the trees are going to be um, just like branches so it's going to be quite interesting actually watching the world change over the next few months. But I hope you enjoyed that. All that's left is this week's inspirational quote. What can we have for this week's inspirational quote? Hmm. I don't know. This week's inspirational quote. I can't think of anything. I'm going to go and get me book. See if I can find something. Hey, I know what I got. I got the Bible up here. I've, I've got, I picked up a Bible in the uh, chart in the second hand shop for 25. No, it wasn't 33p. It's a beautiful Bible as well. It's got it's um it's got like a a leather cover 
Don't you love the sound of paper? So what I'm going to do is little Dennis is going to pick a page and we'll find a quote on that page. Here we go. Kings. Little Dennis, he's a king. <laughs> he's gone to the page of kings. Right, little Dennis said down here. This week's inspirational quote is, I am a man of God. Let fire come down from heaven and consume you in your fifty. Then fire came down from heaven and consumed him. No. Ah, it said, if I am a man of God. Ah, so this bloke, whoever this bloke is, he's obviously, he doesn't quite trust that he's a man of God. I don't like that one, little Dennis. Pick another one. Teach me of your paths. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Make make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. No, we're not finding anything in here. The plot to kill Jesus? Who is the greatest? I love that really thin paper that you get in in Bibles and it's quite cool. You feel like you could um you feel like if you get a bit of water on that it's gonna disintegrate. I wonder how long this paper will last. Oh this is this week's inspirational quote. I found it. The truth will set you free. This week's inspirational quote from the Bible. The truth will set you free. 